When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And every Saturday, we turn the show over to you guys here on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgat, our executive producer, Declan Goff over there. This is the Purple Daily Reads the Comments edition of the show here. Uh, where we've got, there's a really interesting one we're going to lead off here with that I like to call the ultimate Minnesota Vikings quarterback swap question. So we'll, we'll get to this here from one of our listeners in just a second. But the show is presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL and learn more at TCL.com. Also, I was telling you guys yesterday, I'm on an email thread with my college buddies about uh, just trying to figure out our fantasy football draft. It's always a good time to jump in and trash talk with the college buddies. But I have found that I'm not very good at that league because three or four weeks during the season, I'll just like have a player in there who's injured on accident or you know not pick up a player on waivers on time that could have helped my team and other teams are more attentive. And that's where underdog fantasy comes in. The best and easiest way to get a sweat on games. So for the season-long football drafts, no waivers, trades, or lineup setting. No stressing over the week-to-week or day-to-day management of your team. Now, if you want to do day-to-day stuff, you definitely can. But you can draft a roster, and the underdog uh, app or website will take the highest-scoring players, and those are your starters. So you just draft. This is what I'm doing. I love this. I'm back. And it's so easy. Judd can use it. He's been using the app for hockey and basketball and baseball. Underdog Fantasy app and underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R, will double your first deposit up to $100 bonus cash. And you can help us grow Purple Daily and Score North. This is going to be fun. I love ease. Let's get it. Yeah, make it easy. Yep. Let's make it easy Don't for us. Don't make a lot of changes. Uh-uh-uh. Too old for that. So here is a great question from Crackpot Podcast on Twitter. He, he, he or she, I'm... Not quite sure. DMs and says, I think I've devised the ultimate quarterback ranking test. Ask yourself what the Vikings record would be last year with a different quarterback, but all of the other roster spots exactly the same. So, for example, what would the Vikings record last year have been if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback? Would it still have been 8-9? and Probably not. Hmm. How about Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, etc.? So the Vikings were, let's do this for a second. The Vikings were 8-9 and nine with Kirk Cousins last year. 
Now, some of this is like if I throw Lamar Jackson out there, oh, your next question is going to be, okay, do Zimmer and Kubiak adjust the scheme to fit? I don't have a great answer. The question didn't go that deep, so you can just answer however you want. But let's start with uh, Aaron Rodgers. If you took everything the same last year, including Mike Zimmer being the coach, would well, Aaron, what would the Vikings' record have been with Aaron Rodgers? They win in my estimation, and keep in mind, this guy is still a great regular season quarterback. So, like, the playoffs have been disappointing. But if you just take the regular season, yeah. I think they win at least 11 games because he takes control. First of all, Clint ain't calling plays. I mean, he might be, but he ain't calling <laughs> yeah. the plays. You mean there's not a dormant stretch for Justin Jefferson in the first month and a half? Exactly. Of the yeah. he, he basically shuts off the headset and is like, screw you, Clint. Um, that, so that's key. And the other thing is, and this is just the one that we knew about, but the whole, when Kirk said, well, it's not my job to call timeouts. That comes from the head coach. You think Aaron's going to sit there and be like, Hey Mike, what should I do? So like, if you put a Brady or Rogers, if you look at all those close games, I think this team wins 11 games. I think 11 to 12 is probably safe to assume. Um, also Aaron Rodgers and Mike Zimmer have a great relationship. At least from afar, it seems. Um, they yeah, always... and, and Mike Mike would want Aaron to just, dude, I'm going to outsource the offense to you. Yes. Go, he would love that. He would love that. So actually, I think even there'd be more cohesiveness. Now, um, you know, the Vikings line is not great, but he still would have amazing receivers with them. Um, the Vikings defense uh, was a train wreck after Daniel Hunter went down last year. But I still think the will of Aaron Rodgers gets them to about 11 to 12 wins. So I would say, yeah, 11 wins is fair to assume. I agree. I I also think quarterbacks like Rodgers make offensive lines better. Guys who are just a little bit more take charge. Is it just a coincidence that Peyton Manning never got sacked? We just had the best offensive line. (laughs) Jeff Saturday. Or did Peyton Manning make Jeff Saturday a lot better than Jeff Saturday would have been and some of the other players on that offensive line? Aaron Rodgers kind of falls until you get to the NFC Championship game or a road playoff game or last year a home playoff game Mm -hmm. in the second round. Um, Yeah, I I think they win like 12 games. With Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're probably in a similar spot to where the Packers were, where they're, you know, second or third round of the playoffs and take your chances against tough teams and see what happens. Then they break your heart after that, but yeah. Yeah, which the Packers have been doing, at least since their last Super Bowl win 11 years ago. Uh, so I'm not going to throw out every quarterback here, but just your, your quick answer here. How many wins would they have had with Tom Brady? Same. Same, 11 to 12. Yeah, I agree. Same with him. Uh, Pat Mahomes, yeah, because, again, Mike would have been like, all right, you're good. So Mike would have empowered, and those quarterbacks would have demanded the empowerment, too. That's the difference. I I mean, I can't get past, and I think it's fair, the fact that Kirk basically said, I don't call timeouts. What are you supposed to do if your boss won't let you? Yeah, that's not how this works. Dude, you're quarterback. Yeah. You're quarterback. So I think if we But if your boss told you. Yeah. Um, I guess my interesting one w- would be this name, Joe Burrow, because he's young. I don't know how Mike would have processed Burrow, but yet I love how he's wired. I mean, he's yeah. definitely, definitely far more wired like the great QBs. But like, I would be really interested to see what Joe Burrow w- would have meant for this team in 2021, and also for Jefferson. Yeah, and and again, the Kirk stands will now say. Judd, Jefferson has had great stats for two years. And he has. He's had great stats. Of course he has. But the empowerment, the empowerment to do what you want, basically, that would have been the interesting thing. I think it would have been like nine or ten wins with Burrow. 
instead of eight. I think he's he would have been worth another win or two. He's still getting better and growing. Yeah. Uh, what about Josh Allen or Russell Wilson? Just a couple more mobile mobile guys that you got offensive line problems, and those guys can they're they're both great leaders, big arms, etc. I, I think again we're looking at probably eleven from going from eight to like eleven wins. I think yeah, ten to eleven seems seems fair if you plugged in Josh Allen. Um, he'd be running for his life a lot more, but he can evade the pressure a lot better than most mm-hmm. quarterbacks can. Yeah. So I'd say 10, 10 or 11. And Russ, I, I still love Russ, but um, I can't put him on the same level as as a Brady or a Rodgers right now. He might come back up think, with Denver, though. I think Justin Herbert gets you to like from like 8 to 10. Mm-hmm. To I got in an argument with random guy on Twitter, too, just saying, <laughs> That's a good well, one. if we're knocking Kirk because you know he, he can't elevate his teams beyond 500, then why do we praise Herbert? Because he's 24 years old and took over a rebuilding franchise, and they almost went to the playoffs. Also, if you watch those guys for five minutes and you can't discern the difference between Justin Herbert and Kirk Cousins, I, can't I don't know what to say. But uh, So then the second part of this question from Crackpot Podcast is, let's take it a step further. Which team, if you plugged Cousins into, would have won the Super Bowl last year? And he's taking the Rams off the board. But I think you should leave the Rams on the board. If you swap sure. Stafford for Cousins, I don't think the, I think the Rams are for sure a playoff team. I don't know that they beat Tampa. I don't. Th- I don't know that they get to the Super Bowl. That no look pass against the Bengals doesn't happen. I'll tell you that right now. He ain't yeah. throwing that pass. Yeah, people knock Stafford because of interceptions and too risky and stuff, and that and that definitely can submarine a game once in a while. Right. But it's also the reason why they beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Correct. And yeah. and Stafford had the okay from the coach. There's no question about this. I think to make those type of passes. Yeah. The question, and and that's where I'm curious to see the O'Connell Kirk relationship because Mike's whole thing was, well, I told him to take more risks, but I never know what's true and what's not there. So with O'Connell, when he tells Kirk, hey, look, sit down and watch Stafford film. I want you to take those risks. Can Kirk do it? So the final know. the final four teams, just for fun here, yep. you give me a yes or a no. Would these teams have won the Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins? And maybe I'll even give you the final like six or eight teams. Rams, I say no. I say no, but I, but McVeigh likes him. I think may or would empower him. I should say. I think he would empower him. I but I probably lean no. I lean no. No. Bengals. No. They might not make the playoffs. Yeah, no. Kind of a similar situation to the Vikings, right? Train wreck they, offensive line with some might defensive not. holes. They might not make the playoffs, but Kirk's stats there, fantastic. Yeah. Forty uh, ers Replace Jimmy Garoppolo with Kirk Cousins. Do they do they get to or win the Super Bowl? Nope. I think it, I think they but, get to the same amount that they did last year, which is the NFC Championship game. I mean, Shanahan loves the guy. Loves. It's a him. great fit. Great scheme. Coach would embrace I'd, him. Yeah. I'd love to see him there right now. At I think at times he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think there's times where Jimmy Garoppolo is is better than Kirk overall. They're probably pretty close to each other. Um, I still think they get beat by the Rams, but they. They probably make a deep run in the playoffs with Kirk. Chiefs. Mm, oh no, no, no! Nope. I don't think so. No, he's not super. I don't th- until I'm proven wrong. I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback. Bills, Bucks, or Packers. Bills, no. Bills, no. Packers, no. Can you Bucks, imagine that shootout no. between Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes? <laughs> would Would Kirk have been throwing haymakers? Well, back and forth. A little bit in defense of Kirk. Go back to the Thursday night game in the Coliseum yeah. against the Rams. That was a great back and forth. 
And in so fairness to Kirk, there were some games, granted regular season, largely noon games against bad teams, where, yeah, he did it against the Cardinals, I guess. But like he, he did a better job late in games bringing the Vikings back and got screwed by some either he a did. bad fumble call or a missed field goal here and there. So he does deserve some more credit for that. But it's a little different when you're playing, you know, division round weekend. The whole world is watching, and you have to score 38 points or whatever it is in a back-and-forth uh, actually, it was 42-36 was the final score of that game. It's ridiculous. That, I think the shootout game that the Vikings played the Rams in the Coliseum, was that Kirk's first year, 2018? Yeah. I think that's the most fun regular season-wise I've had watching Kirk. Yeah. That like was, That was a lot of fun. That was really back and forth. So. You were still chunky Judd then, too, and now you're not. Now You're like 40 pounds lighter than you were when you watched that game. That's exactly Crazy. right, Phil. And it, that's thanks not to the Vikings, not to the Rams, but my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers who have helped me take off the weight and, most importantly, right now, maintain that weight loss. I've been telling you in recent days, Dawn, down 10 pounds. The whole Zolgad family, outside of Stella, of course, is on the Livia Weight Loss Program. It's fantastic. And Phil sent me a note last night that I would like to share here because I think it's very important. Because you're like, okay, Judd, you've lost weight. You've been talking about that and your whole family is. But I want to tell you about how Purple Daily has impacted people who have taken the message and said, weight loss is for me. Here's the note. This guy writes, my name is Brett, 51, been a big supporter and fan for a long time. I am from Spokane and wanted to thank you for introducing me to the program. I started three weeks ago and have lost 20 and a half pounds. This diet has made me look at things slash food differently. And I just wanted to say thank you. Seeing your weight loss inspired me. My health has not been great and I needed a change. And if that impacts you, I'm going to tell you right now, the simple start plan, only $59.00. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Brent is just the latest person to find out how simple weight loss is, and the best part is, like I'm doing, keeping that weight off, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. He can fit on that bike a little easier, too, whether it's a Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, Sport Bike. Dennis Kirk has what you need in DennisKirk.com with over 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. Ride more, weight less at DennisKirk.com. All right, Purple Daily reads the comments, continues here. This is from Rich in Oklahoma via the Score North app. I'm so glad to have discovered you guys during the offseason. You're my daily go-to for Honest Vikings talk. Thank you, Rich. A while back, I remember you guys talking about Kevin O'Connell and the rest of the organization, how they were going to do everything they could to make Kirk Cousins feel as comfortable as possible. This included not having a reliable QB2 on the roster. So with that in mind, my question is a combination of hypothetical situation and some reckless speculation. If Kirk turns in a mediocre season and the Vikings don't make the playoffs, will they draft a quarterback in 2023 or wait until he's no longer under contract in 2024? I love this question. I hope, so I guess I'm speaking from just a guess of what I would like to see, that if they can determine that he is not the guy, that they definitely have the approach of trying to draft a quarterback. Um, I also would think that if they've decided it's not going to work and that despite the fact Kirk with the no trade clause is back for 2023, that they are prepared if they have to, and being the Vikings, they probably will, to trade up to get a quarterback. 
Um, that's a great question. Kirk has been so protected here previously that I'm not positive that they would draft one. I think it would be a big mistake, though, if they weren't exploring their options if things just continue to go okay and don't really tick up. Yeah, I, th- I think they have to entertain doing it at, at this point. Um, uh, unless anything short of a Super Bowl, I would be pretty surprised if the Vikings drafted a quarterback, like if, if they did not draft a quarterback early in 2023. I don't know if it's a first-round lock that they'll draft a quarterback in this upcoming draft no matter what, but if they're middling again or if they're one and out, I, I think a quarterback is definitely in question on day one or two of the draft, 100%. I was so sure about this, even in early even when they signed the contract, I was like, yeah, I mean, this still sets them up to draft a quarterback in the QB-rich class of 2023, but the two biggest problems I see are they're probably not going to have a top 10 pick. You know, maybe, I mean, is it, maybe they're picking 12th or something, but the first three or four quarterbacks will be long gone by the time their draft pick rolls around. So now you're in the position of maybe, let's say you missed the playoffs, but you're still like eight wins. And, okay, we're going into year two of Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins, and year two is going to be the big jump, like you see sometimes. Are you going to then take a first-round pick and maybe even, like, a second-round pick that you have to package to move up to get the quarterback that you want and take resources off the table, guys that could come in and start for you in 2023 at other positions? Right. It's just, like, the more they sit here and win eight or nine games, the harder it is to just take a step back and say, guys, we are not drafting for this year anymore. Not that they do that, but we are drafting a quarterback that might not be ready for another year. It's just like it's a long-term pick. I don't know that they're going to be in a spot to do it. So my answer is maybe, but very 50-50 right now. Well, and I guess my question off of that is, are they going to win, let's say, uh, nine or ten games in 2022? And then default to what you've said, Phil, which is 2023 is your chance. Like, that's the second year of O'Connor. Let's get another edge rusher. Yeah, yeah. so let's keep Kirk because now Kirk's really going to – like, it always feels like Kirk, fair or not, is followed along by these promises of next year. Yep. Yeah, but if we can just do this, if we can just do this, yeah, there's – why is there never a surprise 12-win season? Right. Why Why has there in his entire career, why has there never just been, I know things aren't perfect, but damn it, we still won 12 games because he's he's that dude, you know? Yes, yes. Why has he not had throughout the course of his entire career going back to Washington a Vikings 2017? Yeah, it's a I great mean, Case Keenum a great had point. a 2000, you know? That's Case Keenum. Well, he, and he had the number one defense. Well, the, I mean, that same defense was awesome in 2018, and they missed the playoffs, right? So Correct. it's it's... I think it until until someone says, despite how tantalizing you are, and despite you know us flirting with the playoffs or getting to the playoffs and maybe winning a game, we can't continue to go down this road and pay this much money for a non-elite quarterback. So it'll be really interesting to see. Um, Rob Kimball via YouTube says, I'd be really interested. This is off of our deep statistical dive into third down issues on Thursday. I'd be really interested to see the percentages of plays run on each down for the Vikings. For example, a really good offense doesn't run as many third downs because they get first downs on either first or second down. Um, by the same reasoning, really good defenses make the offense run a play on a lot of third and fourth downs. The Vikings had a lot. I can find this real quick. I looked up something else. I think the Vikings ran a lot of third downs last year, and I will find that in a second. But the Vikings on first down, ran the ball 51% of the time 
which was actually smack dab in the middle of the league. So they actually kind of they kind of learned a little bit the last couple of years to not be as run heavy, but so they were smack dab middle of the league on first down and run rate. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. On second down, the Vikings had the 10th highest run rate. Other teams with great offenses were were either pass really pass heavy on first down or second down. Like the Bills and the Vikings had the same run rate on second down, but the Bills were by far the most pass-heavy first down team. Right. So what I want to see is pick your down, first or second. You can't run the ball at a high rate on both. Right. I want to see more pass-heavy first down or pass-heavy right. second down. That's one of the, to me, the one of the easiest things you can come in from a play-calling standpoint and say, guys, we love Dalvin Cook, but let's find some ways to use Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and maybe Dalvin Cook in the air on first and second down more often. We've got to run the rock, Phil. That's how you win football games. Get up, clock man, rock. the rock. That's right. Jam that rock football. up the middle. Uh, in terms of third downs, like how many third downs did the Vikings attempt? Uh, eighth most, uh, seventh most in the league. So Texans, Steelers, Titans, Panthers, Dolphins, Giants are the only teams that had more third downs facing them than the Vikings. The teams that had the fewest third downs, a couple of these are just like slower paced teams that didn't play as many possessions, I think, like Seahawks and Niners. Yep. But then you get to Packers, Rams, Chiefs, Raiders, Bengals. So those aren't like plotting offenses. Those are offenses that are just converting more first downs on first and second down. I think you're I right. Think. I think you're right. Pick your down. Like you can't do the same thing on both first and second down. You're right. Yeah. Uh, a couple more here, real quick. AJ. 0824 on YouTube. Who are your top three personal favorite Vikings players you've ever watched play? I'm 22 years old. My top three are Jared Allen, Justin Jefferson, Adrian Peterson. Who are the three Vikings that you just said, yeah, man, I love watching that guy play oh, football. Moss is one. I mean, Moss is just such a treat. Yeah. Um, Favre. I mean, That's right. yeah, everything about Favre. Brett Favre was, like, from yeah. the first day I saw him in purple, and it's like, what? My brain doesn't process this. Like, I can't That's process this. Um, so Moss is one. Favre is two. I John believe. David Booty in training JDB. camp for Declan. I, I saw him. He and I think, was it Johnny <laughs> Sullivan at uh, sitting by Chip and I at uh, Applebee's? Oh, Good man. appetizers. Oh, Good, right. apple, solid Mankato Applebee's. Yeah. It's very, very solid. I don't go to Mankato now. It's gone. I'm, I'm sort of sad about that. Do you guys want to just go to Mankato for one night just so we can stay at the American and plow some Applebee's? I would do it. The old boomtown's gone. So, yeah. yeah let, let's Actually, if we stay at American, we, we need to go to uh, Johnny B's probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Johnny B's, that beef yeah. sandwich. <laughs> the greatest thing I ever did, my smartest move in covering the Vikings was the two or th- three years where I actually broke away from – the Marriott guys stayed at the American and literally could just stumble back to my hotel. That's that God, was the, that was... the, the Pelicero Mackey plan there yeah. for yep. a couple oh, years. Smart. It's, it's very stuff. smart. Football. You never have to get in the car. You're, you're smart. Um, who, who's my third one? Anthony Carter was my first jersey as a kid. So I think good one. for nostalgic reasons, Anthony Carter is probably on my list. John, John Randall Johnny Rand, with the yeah. face paint and stuff was a fun guy to watch. The guys, yeah, the three one. guys I grew up on were Anthony Carter and Chris Carter, but uh, Randy Moss and John Randall. I would say I'm I'm for growing up. I'm Tommy Kramer, Rashad, who I absolutely loved. Rashad was he was really damn good too. Um, my problem is I came in right after basically the purple people eaters were gone, 
which would have been obviously really, really cool. Was Mick Tinglehoff on your list because you as a kid really appreciated interior offensive Four line play? Mick Tinglehoff, dude, started like every game from 61 to 78 or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. Probably Tarkington. Okay. That's probably a quarterback guy. Yeah, I, I would say Dante and AP are on there for me growing up. Um, mm-hmm. Peak Adrian Peterson was insanely fun to watch. The last true bell cow running yeah, back, but also just, I mean, the guy was a freak of nature, stiff-arming people and was just a treat. Um, and Dante, man. I mean, Dante was the first quarterback that I started watching and just watching his little tiny hands roll out all the time and throwing bombs down the field. Little tiny hands, but the, man, the dude could uh, could throw some absolute uh, missiles down the field. So, yeah, probably For Dante small and AP. Hands, he did get a good grip on, on that ball when, when he let that thing fly, didn't he? He did. He did. Because of hands. It's tough. It was like he kind of had to shot put that ball out there, which made those throws even more impressive. Um, well, cheers to you guys. We are two weeks away from training camp. I think it's uh, time to toast a Surly here at the end of this episode. I think, indeed, you, you are correct, and it's a Saturday, so I can only hope, as you are listening to this episode right now or watching, that you have one of these, a Surly. Now, this is officially one of my, if not my favorite summer of Surly beers. The Supremes are great, but the Logic Bomb, I'm going to tell you right now, I enjoyed a few the past couple days, and they are fantastic. The summer of Surly begs for two things. It begs for a Surly in your hand and for you to show us your cans at Score North, at Jay Zolged. However you want to get us a photo of you of you enjoying the summer of Surly, we will welcome it and um, uh, get sipping on those great beers. While you can, the weather certainly calls for it. Boom. All right, that is a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. We have some fun announcements coming up about the fall Purple Daily schedule mm-hmm. that we're going to make here sometime probably in a, in a week or two from now. So we're, just, we're looking, to, looking to add a little bit mm. on Purple Daily. We're looking forward to that. So um, we're counting down the days until training camp. Thanks for hanging out with us. Daily Vikings Entertainment, Purple Daily.